This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Uh, no notes. Pretty it cool. was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> Karen, did you know that that was me and Jake singing? I know we had an amazing voice, but that was actually us singing. Yeah, no, I could tell immediately. I was really moved. <laughs> yeah, it was I, sort of I this. I thought it actually, yeah, they auto-tuned it to perfection. That was. Yeah. The, oh, you thought it was auto-tuned? I don't know. I, I was oddly impressed by our, by our vocals. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't have been. <laughs> I was like, I like this song. Yeah, I couldn't tell that it was auto-tuned. It truly sounded like you guys had recorded yourselves. Send it to this person, and they were like, okay, I'll send it right back. You know, we should work with them on making a full album. Like, <laughs> I feel like that song that song is like a, a pretty solid single, but we have other gems, I imagine. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't necessarily have a lot more to say than that. Like, you know how an artist has to get like this pretty important message off his chest once every like 10 years, but they have to like, make some other shit just for the commerce of it all but i feel like that kind of said everything i needed mm. to say if that makes and sense. and that's actually what makes us true artists because that song was like real art one and done we don't need anything from it karen chi welcome to the podcast <laughs> wait i didn't i didn't say who wrote the song <laughs> oh oh i thought karen brought that song on her own also <laughs> i wish <laughs> uh Brandon Peralta, full-time producer and audio engineer from Brooklyn. His website is brandonperalta.com, where you can find examples of his work. I swear it's much more polished. I don't know. That felt polished to me. Yeah, that was a final on vinyl, if you ask me. You should ask him Uh, to send a more polished version of this song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thanks for sending us your first draft. Um, But (laughs) I have a lot of other questions that could be turned into songs about shoving it in your ass (laughs) right after class. (laughs) Right after class. Like you walk out and you put a fucking Jolly Rancher in your butt. That's what the song's about. Would it get you high? Would it get you by? (laughs) And would it get you by? <laughs> I think it would. Uh, when Karen, did we make that song? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, uh, let's move past the song and introduce Karen for sure. Years ago. For sure. uh, Karen, writer for, remind me this show's specific title. It's Late Night with Seth Myers. 
Wait, You've heard of that Seth one. Myers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you work with our buddy, Mike Carnell. Yes, I do. Uh, but right now you're in Korea. I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did they beat the coronavirus? No spoilers. I know you're 20 hours ahead, but I have to know. <laughs> did Korea beat the coronavirus? I think not entirely, but mostly yes. I will say life is like... 90% normal. I think you're still not allowed to have really massive gatherings. My friend, my cousin's friend went to like a, like a show recently and it was like a musical theater show. <laughs> and so um, I think most gatherings are okay. Everybody wears masks here and stuff. And there's like hand sanitizer in practically every building or elevator you walk into. So it feels like there's definitely a pandemic going on, but no one is quite as nervous as at least I was when I was back in New York. Yeah. So, but you wear a mask like every time you're outside and in another place. Yeah. So like if you went to, would you go to a movie and wear a mask? Like Um, movie theaters are open. I actually can't remember if movie theaters are open. I personally would not go to a movie theater just because I would be nervous the entire time. Um, But (laughs) I think, yeah, I I like go to restaurants and stuff with my family. Everyone wears a mask outside. You can't like get into public transportation or, you know, any kind of restaurant or anything without one. Um, and people are pretty, I feel like everybody kind of gets it. Oh, that's cool. Does any, is anybody like, I don't believe in masks because my president is Trump or something. Do they say that there? <laughs> Wait, actually, <laughs> so my cousins who live in Seoul were saying that the only people they see not wearing masks are like white Americans. And you can tell they're American because they're mm, speaking English really weird. loudly. <laughs> Um, how'd they get into korea how did those guys those guys from fucking wyoming get into korea hey what the hell are you all wearing a mask they rode a fucking harley to korea somehow (laughs) from huntington beach california orange county trump country they they visited seoul in july (laughs) and they were like oh this country's pretty good everyone keeps wearing (laughs) don't agree with um but yeah and there was this like news thing that came up a few weeks ago, which I thought was really funny, where the police kept being like, yeah, we saw these tourists and we kept giving them free masks and they just wouldn't put it on. I bet Um, I know where they're from. You do you. (laughs) Had to be Americans. How do they get in? Can I get in? Can I go to Korea? Will you let me into Korea? Do you have to sign me in like it's a dining hall? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's open? Yeah. To Americans? Americans, to us, we're the we're the worst ones. Yeah, yeah, we're the so, worst people in the world. I think South Korea is open to everybody, which is why the coronavirus hasn't been completely like tampered down. Um, but basically, if you come, there's just like a two week mandatory quarantine where you have to be alone for two weeks in a facility. But um, after that, you're is that just a jail. Out. Yeah, no, it's not a jail unless you've like murdered someone. Then you would go to jail for a very separate reason. Right. Yeah, and for longer than two weeks. Yeah, yeah, maybe like a year. <laughs> wow two-week two mandatory quarantine for murdering someone and also having maybe the coronavirus yeah but they give you free food wow really uh-huh Isn't in that- your quarantine you get free food wow I... that sounds like an upgrade over being quote-unquote free in america i could just chill is the is the actual staying there at this place also free is that paid for no 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 that one you have to pay for but i think there's like so I'm in this weird level of my dad is a Korean citizen, but I'm an American citizen. So I had to quarantine. I couldn't quarantine at a family's home. And I had to quarantine like a separate apartment, but I didn't have to do one of the like government facilities. All, um, and so 
I did a separate apartment just because I thought it'd be easier to like live in for two weeks because I was also working at the time. And then the local government for the city just sent me this box of food for two weeks. Um, and it was, that was free <laughs> and it was amazing. And I was like, this is nuts because I don't even live here. Like I'm not a Korean citizen. So they're just giving away food to people who are coming to stay. Jesus. Sometimes I feel like people think America is the best country because they just haven't heard enough stories about like other, like what other countries yeah, do, right? Like we just don't actually know anything. If we just had a little more information, we'd be like, oh, they do. They do one good thing. At least that sounds pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, in America, we had to sort of protest just to get unemployment benefits continued, which is just $300 a week, and we're begging for more. Meanwhile, in Korea, they're like, yeah, I know you're not a citizen, but you you should probably eat, right? And they give you a box worth of two weeks worth of food. What's in that box? Oh, uh, there was like, let me think. There was a lot of this thing. It's like an instant rice thing. I don't know what it's actually called, but basically... It's a little thing of rice and you put it in the microwave for a minute and then it just becomes rice you can eat. And then a bunch of little side dishes. Um, wow. And then a lot of like ramen. And then these things called choco pies, which are desserts. <laughs> it came with dessert? Yeah. It came with dessert? That's cool. Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to look up to see how much it will cost. Jake, we could do, a, I don't know, a, sh- a show there or something. I don't know. We can find a way to write it off. But yeah. then we actually can do a show because they don't allow massive gatherings and we would probably get like eight people to go to the show. So I that'd be perfect. All my family members. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A flight. Jake, how much do you think a round trip flight to Seoul costs? This is direct, nonstop. From LA. Round trip from LA. 13 hour flight. Um, Seven. I want to say six hundred dollars because I I think it's going to be a deal. Eight hundred dollars. That's really really fucking cheap. Round yeah. trip. Because you got to imagine like you're also to to getting. LA. Yeah, you're getting free food too. So yeah, you're getting the food, which is like eight hundred dollars worth. You know, divided by fourteen days, it's like I'll I'll pay thirty dollars a day for ramen. Then the flight's basically free. You you could do it through Hawaii even. It's actually a really good deal. It's like an all-you-can-eat restaurant. Wow. So, Karen, uh, let's do this podcast for sure, but then email me your address because I need like a place to <laughs> stay. I want to make sure that the Airbnb that we're getting is up to snuff. That's right. And if you didn't finish everything from your box, you could drop it off because we would have we'd have the ramen. That way, we'd have extra. That yeah, would be I think good. we'll be in the government one because I don't. We are, we don't really know any citizens unless your father wants to vouch <laughs> we for don't me. Know anyone. <laughs> okay yeah so this is so he great. would just be like i know this guy all we yeah, need yeah. is your dad to say that he knows amir that is, and that should that should this be good so and qualify sick. amir for any any of those benefits that's great all right cool okay sweet so let's do this podcast but yeah i'm for sure coming to korea tomorrow <laughs> to see you <laughs> tomorrow awesome. yeah yeah if you guys became like huge here that would be amazing that would be amazing huge in yeah. soul mm-hmm. I deserve that. That's my final form. Uh, all right. But for now, I guess we'll answer some questions for this is an advice podcast. If I were you, Fair. the only advice podcast on the entire internet hosted by me, Jake, and my cousin, Karen. Nice. <laughs> nice. They can't kick us out of her family. <laughs> you want a Harley? <laughs> Mr. Emperor, sir, if you're listening. I assure you, Karen is my cousin. I, Amir Chi, am cousins with Karen. 
Um, all right. So these are, as you know, Karen, real questions sent from real people. All we do is need a fake name to preserve their anonymity. Oh, for me. Um, for you. Oh, yeah. I need I need a fake uh, a lady lady name from you. Macintosh Tonkers. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Did you did you write these before? Did you come up with them before? Was that on the spot? That nope. was if you really, couldn't tell okay. that was on the spot. That you was did look perfect. down at and see your computer, which I, I assume is a Macintosh. Is that yeah. where that came from? That is actually you know, I actually didn't realize that is what happened, but that's a hundred percent. I could have just called her and, like MacBook Air. Yeah. <laughs> well but I'm curious where Tonkers came from. And I really like that as a last name. <laughs> Thank you. Is it because we're all, all right. talking? <laughs> oh yeah in my mind it was supposed to be tonkers uh, yeah yeah that's that's what i heard too but Me i also too. like talkers she could be anybody and we love her all right cool macintosh writes due to the whole global pandemic thing i've been working from home since mid-march it took some getting used to but i like it for the most part but there's one problem my neighbor has a large dog that barks almost non-stop while she's gone i live in an apartment with walls that are made of paper and offer no buffer between myself and this barking dog it's driving me crazy i'm already stressed due to an, in- due to an increased workload and having an incessant barking as the soundtrack to my workday isn't helping I'm super non-confrontational to a fault, and I like the idea of talking to my neighbor about it, but it kind of freaks me out. So what would you do if you were in this situation? Do I need to just grow a pair and talk to her or get a better pair of headphones? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. You guys are the best. Love, Macintosh. Okay, so it's all pair-related advice. Pair of headphones or pair of huevos. Yeah, either way, she's growing something in twos. Mm -hmm. Uh, Karen, have you ever dealt with this? You live in New York, right? Yeah, I do. I've actually, I've never dealt with that before. What about just an annoying neighbor in general? Yeah, a loud neighbor, a bad neighbor. Um, no, I feel like we've been the bad neighbor before, but I don't, I don't, yeah. Have you guys ever had a bad neighbor? Uh, I have, When I first moved to New York, my neighbor that I lived above was like a garbage man, like a, like a, a like an asshole worker oh no. an well that too but like i i think i was like 20 years old just moved to new york city i was living by myself uh on the upper east side because i knew nothing about new york and i was like oh i guess like i heard of the upper east side so i like had a studio in the upper east side um and and uh this guy like just it was like 9 p.m it was not that late but he woke up so early this sounds like i this is a terrible story i'm like the most privileged piece of shit but he i didn't know what was going on because like it's early so i there's a knock on my door and i opened it and he just started screaming at me because i was like i had been walking across the floor of my apartment and every time i walked he got so mad because he's trying to go to sleep because he has to wake up at like three in the morning which i get but I was I was petrified because anytime I fucking stepped, he would get so angry. It happened like a couple times a month, you know, like it got to the point where I had to give him my number and then he would text me if uh, if I had to be quiet. But he was like very old, so he wouldn't ever text like, hey, can you keep it down? He would just like text quiet. <laughs> anyway, I had such bad anxiety about just like, I would, I'd like... I would try to just like scrape my feet across the floor if I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because he was so sensitive. 
Yeah, aren't there like some rules where it's like you have to have your apartment covered in carpeting or something if there's a neighbor complaining? I I remember like some rule like that in college. Mm. It's like, oh, you have to keep 85% of your upstairs if you're like in the upstairs unit covered in carpeting because that like dampens the noise. But basically to, to him, you were the asshole neighbor. I think to everyone listening to that story, I was also the asshole neighbor. <laughs> There's not really another side to it. Um, and you were wearing the Crocs indoors, right? The clogs that you have? <laughs> I, I had a pair of wooden, like, Croc tap shoes. <laughs> Wait, so I, they should have been soft. Have you seen that commercial? That I, I can't remember any of the specifics, so this is going to go bad. <laughs> Great. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> so that's all you can say. Have you seen that commercial? I don't remember anything about it. Have you? <laughs> How specific can we get? Can we get there? That, like, family in a house complaining about their... It's, they're setting it up to make it seem like, have you guys heard about those loud people? <laughs> they use a word that I can't remember. And it's like wordplay so then it pans to this family that's all tap dancing i want to say or in clogs in the floor above them do you know that does sound vaguely familiar i'll say it was a doritos commercial okay (laughs) perfect (laughs) because that's how loud the crunch was i have no recollection of that commercial but that was about me and my neighbor because i was i was tap dancing in clogs yeah, that was the year you were also trying to learn how to ollie on your skateboard. So you would yeah. bring a, a new board home every night and see if you could kickflip. <laughs> That's right. So I had these wooden vans, and I would ollie, and the trucks were just smashing against the against the floor. There, you know, I poor also garbage man. I have another experience with this. Um, in I, like I've been the loud neighbor plenty of times, but a, a recent very relevant experience. Um, I fostered a dog in like 2013 and I didn't know this, but the dog had separation anxiety. Like I knew she would whine and be sad when I left Mm -hmm. and I knew she would be really happy when I got home, but I did not know that the, that she would cry and bark the entire time I was gone. And my neighbor told me, and he was super friendly because he loved dogs and he was like, I felt, I just feel really bad for her. She's like really sad when you're not there. Maybe he's also telling me that I was being loud. But I feel like this is something that people would want to know as a dog owner if a dog has separation anxiety and is miserable when you're not in the house. It's oh, helpful information. Yeah. Yeah. So you say, I, oh, so you say, oh, by the way, I'm sorry to tell you that your dog has terrible separation anxiety. She's barking all night. I guess she's sad <laughs> that you're not there, or are you just there all the time and she's, she's a well, stupid, she said, loud does- little mutt? This, well, he wouldn't say it like that. This lady specifically says in her question that, that the dog barks while this lady's away, right? Yeah. Okay. Or a quote okay. all the time, but... That's classic separation anxiety, but... Yeah. Would you... You think she would rather have the dog in her apartment and not make any noises or not have the dog in her apartment and then just hear the barking? Fascinating. Because then you can offer to dog sit. Oh, man, I feel like if you offered a dog sit, you should also be paid as a dog sitter, right? So maybe if this person is willing to do that, that would be good. But also I feel like I've dog sat before and if I'm new to the dog, the dog will still bark the first couple of days and I don't know how long the dog would adjust for. You know what I mean? So it might right. be- yeah, the dog just is in your apartment barking at you now. <laughs> yeah, at you directly. 
but at least you're getting $50 a day to deal with it. Whereas right now it's a little more faint, but she's not getting any cash for it. Mm. <laughs> I feel like what Jake is saying is sure. I think the owner would definitely want to know. I feel like I want to know anytime I'm being annoying to somebody. Um, and if I feel like I'm not being annoying to anybody, my brain will be like, you are being annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say something I, at the intermission, but I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll let you know during the break. Wait, what? You, you're just doing something See, really fucking annoying, but we could talk about it offline. I don't know. I shouldn't have brought ideally, it Ideally, like, I want to know, <laughs> I want to know if I'm being annoying, but like more than that, I want to know constantly that I'm not being annoying. <laughs> I sort of like, if I don't hear anything, I'll assume that someone hates me. So I need somebody to be like, hey, you're good. You're doing good. I love you. And that's every uh, and 15 that, minutes some, or something. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. even that's not enough. <laughs> Sometimes that's not quite enough either. Yeah. It's like during an hour long meeting, I'd say you're doing great nine times. And then you're like, it's been five minutes and you haven't said anything. Am I annoying to you? Am I barking? And then I start, then I start barking. Yeah. I start barking at you. That's yeah. what I usually do. <laughs> I like the be the polite person that's like, I'll I'll fucking dog sit your dog if you want. And then it's like you're offering to do this person a favor by telling them that their dog is really annoying and loud. Mm, that is cool. Yeah, and I and you you definitely got to get paid. But then you could also another idea is um cook something really thin like bacon or like little you know little like thin doggy treats and just sort of slip those under the door so the dog is constantly happy cook. and eating cook thin doggy treats yeah that's your advice you latched on to like one weird thing that i said in the entire in that the was entire half thing. of it you said cook thin doggy treats or cook thin bacon so i said yeah i latched <laughs> onto the doggy treats one i was trying to fucking make something that will slide under the door okay let's not focus on the thin thing <laughs> imagine a dog treat so thin it can go under a door or be twixt let Karen, a crack let in the Karen wall. speak why don't you like Karen speak for a fucking second? Okay, sorry. Okay? I, I do have a second. All right, what's your concern. thin advice? Well, my concern is that, like, if this is a door going into an apartment, the door would be really close to the ground. So the thinness of this tree would have to be... <laughs> Great, we're back on the thinness. Literally, everyone's paper. coming at me for... Not even be... wafer. Yeah. <laughs> like a liquid. Yeah. Like Alex Mack style going through a doorway. It has to turn into a water a porridge that's not bad you could do baking grease because that's thin enough to be injected with um you like a, a serum yeah and then they open the door and you're like huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> i didn't know you were home fuck <laughs> i was trying to bake a thin treat <laughs> I thought this through. I baked something thinner and then eventually landed on bacon grease. <laughs> I baked something else, but it was too thick for the door. Help. All right. Is it is offering dog sitting, is that the best solution? I think there's another option where you can break into the house and then feed mm. the dog throughout the day. And then okay. out of the house on your way back to your home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you're okay. saying break and enter, but just to feed a dog. So it's like yeah. illegal, but then what you're doing is ultimately fine. Yeah, I will say I think all three of us are coming across as really non-confrontational because there's the very obvious option of just talking to this lady. I would never. Okay. Yeah, I'm no, very yeah. conflict averse. Uh, I would I would move before I talk to the neighbor about the dog. Oh, I, that's yeah. what I would do. Okay. I think I would just talk to her. 
That's nice. I think that's, that's a, I mean, that's the smart thing to do. That's the rational that's the mature, thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. she's asking specifically what we would do. So that's, that's a would. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Leave a note. I'd I would leave a note, not that. even talk. Just leave a note. Okay. I'd be on Zillow. I'd be on Craigslist. I'd be fucking out of there <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Is that why you moved so much in New York? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every I couldn't take thin enough treats. <laughs> I, I tried and tried. Uh, all right. Let's thank some sponsors. Take a break and we'll be back with more questions and answers with Karen after these messages. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Bless you. Uh, uh, did I sneeze? No, I was blessing <laughs> them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Bless them. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Gazuntait. <laughs> so you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Yes, there it is. <laughs> um, it has very simple drag and drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional looking portfolio or online store. Yes. Exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh my God. That's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes. If you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, HiRodney.com. And then you could make the landing page you kind of waving and That's saying cool. hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is buyrodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y-Rodney.com. Really? If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy just something buy for Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by I might Rodney. buy by Rodney. <laughs> I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you can find out at highrodney.com. Uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's squarespace.com slash segments right. and use that coupon code, that promo code segments mm -hmm. So when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com yep. slash segments. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Woo! Holy smokes, Jake, you sleep on a Helix. Yeah, I'm in LA right now. Which means you live on a Helix. Yeah, I miss my Helix. Yeah. You, you didn't bring it out? No, I should have. I should have. Well, you know how easy it is to take their sleep quiz, right? Yes, well, not easy, but let's 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 not call it a quiz. I don't they like call that it a quiz. It's like a two-minute quiz. Yeah. You say how you sleep, and then they match well, you with a perfect okay. mattress. They say what? They, they say based, what? Based <laughs> Based on your answers, they can you say this. what they say? They select what are the, the what do the talking points say? Um, Why don't you read it verbatim instead yeah. of calling the quiz easy? Well, it's like a two minute quiz. Does it say that it's easy? Uh, it's a sleep quiz. Great, uh, <laughs> great. Yeah. Why don't you stick to the talking points, asshole? <laughs> oh my right? god! Why are you mad at me? Because you're calling the quiz easy, and it's actually more of a test. No, it's not a test. It's a very simple quiz. It's actually very important. Yeah, that I simple. agree that it's important. It's complicated. Yeah, it's a sleep quiz. You take. They, they ask you like, how do you sleep? Where? Do, what do you prefer? And then they match you with a perfect mattress. That's that's right for you. That's true. Yes, uh, and that personalized mattress is shipped right to your door, free of charge. Oh yeah, that's true too. 
Um, there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it. So mm-hmm. uh, they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Holy shit. But look, you're not going to need it because the mattress is kind of goaded. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders. Damn. And two free pillows for our listeners. Right on. You just go to helixsleep.com segments and use the code HELIXPARTNER20. HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. So hop on it right now if you need to upgrade your mattress, which borderline everyone has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use that code helixpartner20, all one word, all at right. checkout. Love it. Thank you, Helix. Thank you. And we're back. Karen, do you have any? Oh, it's a little Sorry about that. We have guests. Yeah, I do. I have unsolicited advice. Um, Yes, I have recently been doing a lot of rewatching and rereading things, and that's been really calming and helpful. (gasps) So instead of finding new things to sink your teeth into, you're like, I know what this is. It's great, and here I am consuming it again. Yes, I will also say I feel like I get. Anytime I watch a new movie, I get very stressed out anytime there's conflict. So oh. for to begin with, it like would have stressed me out to watch something new. So it, I've been going back and rewatching stuff. I recently rewatched Paddington 2, which was very stressful the first time I watched it because Paddington goes to jail. But this oh. time I was like, I know he's going to jail and I know he's getting out of jail. This is going to be a great time. Yeah, wow. are you? You are ruined you, Paddington <laughs> Two for me. <laughs> now I'm stressed out. No, I just you know what? I, for you. I love no. I love that's right. I actually because you know I'm also conflict averse. Uh, <laughs> I loved the first Paddington, and I was watching the second Paddington, and I had to I had to leave. I don't know how I had to go in the be in like the middle of a movie, but I there's something very therapeutic and coming about just like a teddy bear in London. Yeah. I love it. Wait, you went to the theater and you left in the middle of it? No, I was watching it with uh, Jillian one evening. And that's actually quite enough about my love life. I'm just wondering what happened that you you left. Did Jillian also leave or did she No, she stayed at home. I needed to I needed to have a walk, but I really I'd really not rather I'd rather not get into Was it because Paddington went to jail and you're like I have to blow off some steam? This is stressful. No, it was because of an argument that we got in during dinner and I was sort of stewing and then it all boiled over during the film. But I really don't want to get too deep into my marriage and what was the what was the fight about the dinner based fight that spilled over into the movie. It was just that I don't do a lot of the cooking or the prep work or the cleaning. I don't pull my own weight. I don't pay for the food. And she sort of went in on me for that and I resented it and it boiled over. But I don't want to talk about my marriage. Did it end up like spilling over past the movie? Because it it seems like you just went on a walk instead of talking to her about it. It didn't get any better. I went on a long walk. I was gone for two and a half days and we haven't spoken about it since. Okay. But I don't want to get into this. I don't want to. I don't want to hash this out. You're married, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what What have you been? We got a divorce, but I'd really not. I'd rather not get into my divorce on the podcast, Karen. Now, what are you rereading? Because you mentioned reading as well. Yeah. Um, well, I recently reread a bunch of like Nora Ephron essay collections that I'd read a few years ago, um, which I also really liked because they don't have much plot to them because they're like very just short essays and they're very funny. Um, 
And my brain is just dumb enough that it forgets all jokes and anything and will only remember the general plot. So when I was mm, reading perfect. I was like, oh, I vaguely remember her like complaining about something or writing a list about something, but I, everything else felt like new and delightful. That's perfect. Yeah. What do you... What do you feel like is happening to your brain when there's like, when you're rewatching something familiar versus, I guess, not watching something new, but like just doing something entirely different? Like, what, what does that, what does that do for you? For me, it feels almost like, uh, you know, have you ever wished you could like nap, but then stay conscious the whole time? Yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? To like fully luxuriate. Like a lucid dream. Yeah, but not even dream. Just be like, wow, I'm sleeping and I don't have to do anything. Like, that's my dream. Um, and that's sort of how I feel rewatching something and knowing exactly what's going on. Right. It's like a Zen, it's like meditation almost. For sure. Except if I think if I actually try to meditate, I would fall asleep. Right. Yes. Then we agree. That makes sense. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> so your dream is to dream in a way. Uh, y- yes. <laughs> I'm not and sure. you, would you say your biggest nightmare is to have the biggest nightmare? It's that a teddy bear goes to jail for a crime that he didn't commit. <laughs> Actually, yes. Wait, so have you guys read this book called A Burning by Mega Majumdar? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but We're well me. read. We're scholars. <laughs> it just came out like a month ago. Sorry, the only reason I brought it up is yeah, I Yeah, a month ago. And it's about shut up dude you didn't read it (laughs) (laughs) um it's very good it's very stressful and there's a part where somebody goes to jail that's like not a spoiler it happens pretty early on and i truly rewatched paddington 2 after i read this book because i was like i want something similar but that makes me feel better Mm. you know i've been reading this um book series because i'm also a reader just like (laughs) uh like you Um, have you read it have you read? Sorry, what's the book, Jake? Have you read this book, Karen? It's actually really fascinating. The Burning. What's the book? Yeah, the, the Burning. Burning. Yeah. Have you read the Burning? the Burning? <laughs> yeah, it came out a month ago. It's really good. Um, someone goes to jail. I just finished I a book that came out yesterday. Um, <laughs> I forget the title because I've already read a few books since then. But I think it's called The Fappening. Ooh, <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Why that? Why that book? It was all of the books you could have made up. Kind of an interesting <laughs> peer into a certain socioeconomic status that um it's a little hard to explain. <laughs> what book were you talking about, Jake? No, it's evidently it's impossible to explain. You haven't <laughs> you haven't even touched on an explanation. I can't here. read. I we cannot read. <laughs> we both know. You get that. Um but I well Look, my book thing aside, I, I feel like I've also been getting um, a similar thing happening in my brain from watching reality TV, mm-hmm. which I never watched pre-pandemic. Um, but I di- I have found that like some of the shows that I used to watch that have like death and violence and all that stuff are it's like that's hard for me to like it it winds me up too tight when I'm watching. Yeah. Um. So it's been very therapeutic to watch like mindless reality shows about people like fixing houses because it's like. You know, every time there's a conflict, we're like, this wall is actually structural. And like, it's like, dude, dude, dude. like that's going to be solved. It's going to be fine. They're, they're going to have a nice house at the end because that's what happens all the time, you know? That's really nice. What is this show called? 
Well, there's a couple. Uh, okay. Okay. Grand Designs is is my favorite one. It's also it's British. It's incredible. Um, it's like it's kind of you know like those H like Property Brothers where they make a house in like seven days. Mm-hmm. It's like that except it it's tracking a someone's progress that they're doing like everything themselves and it's over the course of like several years sometimes so you're like watching the seasons change and they're always making their houses in like the country in england and it's it's very pleasurable oh that's awesome highly recommend that's very cool are you guys done talking (laughs) about books can we fucking talk about real shit i was talking about reality tv i I was talking about television (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, but not specifically the shows that I watch. <laughs> what are you watching? That's a good question. There's this show called Spum Island on Spice Channel. <laughs> so basically, it's a bunch of porn stars that sort of get together. And they'll like... It's called... Yeah, Spum Island. And it's oh, like... Uh, yeah, the goal of the show, the crux of the episode specifically is... <laughs> <laughs> 69 their way off this not really an island but more of a <laughs> peninsula <laughs> jake, jake is puking water <laughs> jesus man get a hold of yourself <laughs> they're on a peninsula they're on a peninsula and they have to 69 to get off of it <laughs> yeah in a way in a way yes sort of like that it's hard to explain because a lot of it is character based <laughs> yeah and it's it's an only it's hard to exclusive explain. you explained it so easily so quickly <laughs> well right now it's just a pilot presentation that i worked on but yeah hopefully coming soon wait are you in it i'm not in it per se though i do play a furry uh kind of like a cameraman slash guy who's a toilet when necessary so in the pilot, it comes up a few times that one of the starlets takes, yeah, a d- <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> uh, 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 try, uh, don't, uh, no, 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 <laughs> before you say it, before you say it, try to find a better term. Just try to find a better term. So I don't like for, yeah, she'll shit in my suit, that's <laughs> what I was going to say, yeah, and that will. You didn't search for a better term. And that'll happen as like an act break or whatever, even though there's not necessarily a commercial, if that makes sense. So, Excuse me. You know, can I just, just one second? Because Karen asked if you were in it, and then you said no, <laughs> but they shit in your mouth, it, leading into commercial. So you're in not. A, a, it sounds like you're. <laughs> it sounds like you're the star. You're like you're. I'm the, I'm the creator. <laughs> I'm like the sort of visioneer, like the Ed Harris in the Truman Show, almost. Also, you said there were act breaks, but there's no commercials, right? Commercials, yes. So yeah, like thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Is it written very formally? <laughs> yeah, it's written in a very um, sort of classical three-act structure. It's a lot like Pride and Prejudice or a bunch of the books that I read growing up. And so it's divided in that very specific fashion where, I mean, there's only 11 kinds of stories, right? A hero's quest, 69 to get off a peninsula, a buddy comedy, <laughs> For, forging ahead uh memory lane the second, the second one you said is what's what? that 69 to get off a peninsula that's the one we actually ended up that's the one we landed on if you could believe it or not wow wow yeah and so we sort of 
sunk our teeth. This is me and um, my great uncle who were like pitching the show together. He's a, he's a Hollywood, <laughs> old Hollywood guy. Old anyway. Hollywood? How old Hollywood? Because you, you said great uncle. Yeah, he yeah he's a, great uncle. Like, oh, you mean he's my, grandfa- he's my grandfather's younger brother. So that is, that's, yeah, that's your great uncle. It's not, he's a, I mean, I'm sure he's a, he's an excellent uncle, but he's also, <laughs> he's your great uncle. Yeah, he's my great he's, uncle. He's a bad uncle, but he's my great uncle. Yeah. <laughs> he's younger than me in a weird way. What? Yeah. So my grandfather had me had you when I was he was thirty yeah he was thirty six. <laughs> oh, your grandfather didn't have you. That's your dad then, buddy. Yeah. So my dad had me at eighteen. My grandfather was thirty six when I was born, and he had a younger brother who was born a year after me. Whoa! I'm so his mom <laughs> that is had a kids thirty seven years apart, eighteen and fifty six. That makes sense. It makes it makes less sense than than you getting sh- shit in your mouth between act breaks of a commercialist show about sixty nineing to get off of a peninsula. <laughs> no, your I'm, life is sad and tortured and insane. It's demented. Oh, I'm fully fully on board now. We uh, oh, Kara's, we got another. Kara's invested, and she doesn't even like conflict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karen has to read the Wikipedia page. Yeah, you have to figure out how it ends before you watch it, so you can enjoy it yeah. stress free. Do you ever do right. that with movies? That's how I watch any sort of scary movie is I will read it before um, and then I will go and watch it. That's what I did for Get Out and I did that for Parasite. Does it ruin any of those movies? No, I think if I went in not knowing, that tension would ruin the movie for me already. So it's better for me to know going in what is about. I oh would just God. You didn't see... Did you watch Parasite? I did watch Parasite and I watched it that with is... my Oh man, I mean, that's an anxiety-inducing movie. That yes! Is... <laughs> really tough i do i do the same exact thing where i read a wikipedia page about um like a scary movie and then i never see it because i sometimes just like want to know the ending but i don't i get nothing from watching scary movies they just scare me that is yeah that's like pretty much the same except i the only scary movies i've seen are parasite get out and then i also used to include harry potter 3 in there and then eventually I was as like, a scary movie because yeah, it spooked me um but now I'm like I have to stop saying this and I feel too old. <laughs> which one is the which one is Harry Potter 3 where there's like Sirius Black or something? Is yeah. That, and then the Dementors. The, uh, those are those are pretty scary. That's like a fucking crazy little hell that they suck people into, right? Like yes. you're tortured and scared and it like feels like it lasts forever. It's Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they like suck it's like a hell prison out of your face. Yeah, it was horrifying. Yeah, I can imagine that being scary. I mean, not a scary movie, but still. Thank you. Um, all right, let's get to one last question before we run out of time here. Ready? Okay. We just need another lady's name. Um, Barbara knees her. <laughs> That's a sentence. Barbara knees her. It's actually it's a double barrel last name. Got it. So and K N E E S. Oh, yeah. hyphen. Barbara, Barbara knees her. <laughs> Um, okay. K N E S hyphen, and then this is the plot twist. It's very <gasps> German, so it's E R R O U G H. Whoa! Classic German last name. But that Whoa. one's it's silent at the the E O U G H at the end. You don't pronounce that, or you do? You don't pronounce it. Germans are famously quiet about some things, so yeah, that's what they're known <laughs> for. 
<laughs> uh, okay. Barbara writes, I'm a 22-year-old bachelorette, but trying as hard as I can to change that. Uh, I've been talking to this guy who's also 22 for about for a year as of this September. Before COVID struck, we went on a handful of dates and partook in some sexy nights. But back in March, he explained that while he liked me, he wasn't ready to commit to a relationship, which is fine. I respected his wishes and let it go. But just a couple months later, I get a message asking if I would be interested in dating and apologizing for his indecisiveness. Kind of a shock, but I'm an absolute simp for him, so we started talking again with clearer intentions. I have made him baked goods, curated a stellar playlist with hand-drawn cover art, gotten him gifts, and even stayed at his house for three days. I really like it, like him, and I make it pretty obvious. It's been like two months since we started talking again, and I feel like the natural next step is to become exclusive, but I feel like since I, he came to me, I should leave the task of formalizing our relationship to him, and that if I did it, I might be stealing his thunder in some sort of way. What do you think? Should I bite the bullet and ask him if he's ready to move into the next stage, or just keep riding the high of talking to the guy I like and be patient? Thank you. Love, Barbara Knees. Pro. <laughs> I think she should What do you just, think, Karen? Right? I feel like if you are, I think regardless of what the situation is, if you're trying to start a relationship with somebody, that it should be based on like being very straightforward about your feelings. And so even if she's like, hello, I would like to be exclusive and very official with you. And he's like, ah, I actually don't know. That's like much better to know now than later on. Yeah. I feel like and I've I think been... that's really stealing his thunder. <laughs> and I hate to have my thunder stolen. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I yeah. bet if she brings it up, he'll be like, I was going to ask you and you stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> my thunder! <laughs> I feel like I've been this 22-year-old guy and what's going on in his mind is like, I just won't ever bring it up and then it'll either happen or not or whatever. We'll see. And she's like, uh, I just wanted to like make this official step and become exclusive. So I feel like he's not waiting to do this special thing. And I don't think he'll think you're stealing his thunder, but I do think I've, he's kind no, of a uh, passive. But I, Oh yeah. I guess he's been, he is maybe passive, but I've also been in the position that she's in where I'm like desperately liking somebody and just want them to say that they love me like way too early. Um, so like, I get, I'm I'm on board with Karen's idea of being straightforward. I feel like there's a way to do it where you're not like, "What are we?" That's that doesn't feel like, like it, it's it. It produces some like weird thing in me to be like, "I'm me." I want you to make a decision, you know. Mm. But to be like, you can just bring it up. You can like start a converse, conversation and say, "What are you thinking about this? Um, are you seeing anybody else? Do you want to be exclusive?" Um, and not really be like, what's the definition of what we're doing? It's also like um, kind of dangerous to be promiscuous right now. Yeah. So I feel like uh, it's extra okay to be like, are you fucking anybody else? I really need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Not because of this relationship, just because of coronavirus reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also feel like, there, I, there's definitely a world in which he thinks this is exclusive and has thought this has been exclusive the whole time. And so if she approaches it weirdly, you know, being like, hey, it's okay if we're not, like, just FYI, he could be like, what the heck, I've, you've been my girlfriend this whole time. Yes, yeah. that's so true. 
right frame like the framing that's in her mind right now which is like i i want to say stuff and he doesn't and like what's what does this mean like it assumes a lot on his part like he could totally just be like yeah she sleeps over for three days at a time she makes me bake goods she made me a mixtape that's my girlfriend <laughs> yeah uh, we some people do, some people aren't conversation people because there's there's those different love languages mine is words of affirmation and i need to hear multiple times that somebody is my girlfriend for me to be like okay good that it's official we- and i'll say i love you every time we leave a room and that's how i'll know and sometimes <laughs> if i go to work and I say, I love you, and you don't say anything, then I feel like we're breaking up. So, ciao. <laughs> Welcome to your living nightmare. <laughs> These are your vows. A great way to establish this is if she asks him, like, hey, how do you best want to be spoken to or, like, affirmed? That actually, it sounds cheesy, but I bet that works really well. Oh, yes. I th- so what's the question specifically? Uh, just, I mean, you just have, a que- like, a conversation about love languages um, or... Karen, you said, how do you like to be affirmed? Yeah, which I actually, in hindsight, what a weird question. Don't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of nowhere, it feels weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick question. Um, <laughs> I totally realize I don't know how do you like to be affirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ordering a pizza. We'll do half pepperoni and half mushrooms if you don't feel like having meat. How do you like to be affirmed? <laughs> What's that? Topping wise, how do you how do you want me to be like that? I respect you and I'm exclusive with you. And do you like extra cheese? <laughs> I made you a mix CD. <laughs> Should I address it to my lover, my boyfriend, or just my main bitch? <laughs> That's a ludicrous lyric. I would never use that word in the wrong or in the right. I don't think it's mine to use. And like I'm actually said. offended you set me up, Karen. <laughs> Yeah, well, I actually intended you use that word. <laughs> really? Wow. Uh-huh. I guess Jake's at fault here. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Jake laughed at this whole thing, which I think is more offensive than anything I've ever said. Even the whole 69 Island thing? <laughs> it's a 69 Island. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to 69 the peninsula like is it a physical thing or is it do you 69 with another person if you 69 successfully enough you both get to leave the peninsula yeah. like, okay I, thank you karen these are all buying questions and that's good because i'm so trying to shelly, sell this pilot in the room shelly let me take this because i i feel like i can close the deal in the zoom imagine rolling down a hill in but off zoom. a peninsula <laughs> and you're 69ing um, this has to be a direct 20 episode order, otherwise we're walking. <laughs> I have a Holy cousin shit. at Quibi, so don't think I can't walk this across the Zoom. <laughs> I have a great grand nephew at Hulu. Who is older who, than you? <laughs> <laughs> who's 28, but doesn't look I'm a day over my 90. Aunt. <laughs> Your family tree is so fucked up. <laughs> it's a circle. Your family tree is a weed. <laughs> a tumbleweed. <laughs> uh, all right. So have a conversation with him. I don't think we don't think that he's saving it for a special occasion and that you're stealing his thunder. No, I also feel like uh, you could totally. It, when I was twenty-two, when I and I was dating other twenty-two-year-olds, I feel like ever nobody wanted to commit at that age. You know what I mean? So there's a world in which you brings it up he's like no and it hurts but it's so much better to know now and get out of there than like 
grow really attached to this person and have him be like, actually, I have six other women I'm seeing or whatever. Yeah. That's right. Knowledge is better than limbo. Wow. That's a powerful phrase. <laughs> Knowledge is better than limbo. Thank you. It's the slogan for 69 Peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> And I just got a series order in the Zoom. Wow. Wait, did you just steal that idea away from a mirror and then sell it? That's right. Bravo. That's well done. <laughs> now let's limbo. Do, 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 do. Knowledge is better than doing this. Da, 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 da. Uh, that was fun. Thanks for coming by, Karen. Thank you for having me. Uh, is there anything you want to promote? Oh, um, no, but I appreciate the offer. <laughs> wow. Literally anything. That's a fucking Twitter power account. play. That's Instagram. Awesome. Um, Facebook Live. I, I, I'm on Twitter. You can follow me okay. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I've been reaching a lot of Redwall feasts. Do you guys know this account? No. Mm-hmm. It's great. So I would like to promote this account that I'm actually not related to in any way. It's called Redwall okay. Feasts, and people just post, or it's this bot that posts um, new versions of the food that they used to talk about in Redwall, the like children's book series. And it sounds amazing. Oh, okay. What is the, I've never heard of that children's book series. Oh, wait. Okay. So, the, okay. So, oh, this is exciting. Redwall is like, it's like a thing of, do you know what's like, I'm mean, going to explain this so badly. It's like that commercial. Um, it's a bunch of little animals that live in fields in England. And there's an abbey called Redwall Abbey. It was like a massive series. Um, and they all like go to war against each other. But the people in the abbey or the animals in the abbey are like the good animals. And they also have little feasts. And the author does a really good job describing the food. And it's usually like pages and pages of food descriptions. <laughs> before it gets to any sort of plot or character. This is incredible. I'm looking at it right now. I never even knew about Redwall, but this is right up my alley, right next to uh, Paddington. All right, sweet. I'm glad uh, and what is, what is your Twitter? My Twitter is just my name. It's Karen Chi, but with an extra E at the end. Cool, Karen Chi. So check her out for that Redwall retweet shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, Opening theme song was written by, ooh, I forgot his name. Do you guys remember? He had a really good name. Wow, great memory. Thank you. Brandon Peralta. How did you remember that? My God. I can't believe I remembered that and then like nothing else that I was trying to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. You just passed that Donald Trump dementia test. I gave you a name an hour ago. Man, camera, TV. (laughs) And I had it right there, right (laughs) off the bat. Uh, Brandon Peralta, that's right. And this closing one was written by, uh, 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 God, some Australian guy. Hold on. I have his name. Oscar. Oscar Karen knows that name too. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this has been parodied yet, but I parodied Check Yes Juliet for If I Were You. I'm a mega pop punk fan, and he's in a pop punk trio down here in Australia called Sal and the Mandas. Uh, oh my but god! Also, Can I join the band? Can we make yeah. it a quartet, please? Uh, well, he's starting nothing, to release. I've never pop- wanted nothing, like anything more in my life than to be in a pop punk band in Australia. <laughs> Fuck! It's already Fuck. a trio. You can't join. The trio is done. Um, but he's starting to do his quartets. <laughs> he's starting to do his own stuff, and his Instagram is it's Oscar Joe with links to his Spotify. So if you like this theme song, uh, check out it's Oscar Joe uh, on his 
uh, Instagram for links to his Spotify. All right. Thanks for everyone that's written in a question or theme song. You can do that all to show at gmail.com. And thanks to Karen for making time. I assume it's five in the morning there in Korea. Yeah, plus another five hours. It's uh, 10 a.m. It's a very good time to be awake. <laughs> all right, yeah. perfect. Have a great day today. Damn. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Have a great evening. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back as soon as possible. Bye, everybody. That was a HeadGum Podcast.